to the NXT Podcast, your home for weekly NXT reviews and insight. The beautiful part of NXT is that when one dream ends, another dream begins. Find all of your NXT news, recaps, and analysis right here. So with that being said, we only have one question for you. Are you We thought so. Let's get the show started right now. Oh, man. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the NXT podcast. I am your host, Zachary Smith, here with you again today, later in the week, because sometimes real life gets a little bit crazy, but we're here to talk about some of what's going on in NXT, not as much about the show itself, just kind of generally what's going on. I'm excited to talk with you today. Before we get started, you can always find me on Twitter. I'm at ZachNXT at Z-A-C-H-N-X-T. We're talking wrestling and other fun stuff over there. Now, before we get started, we usually talk about news and notes, stuff that's going on in WWE specifically. And we got a couple we got a couple things going on. So the first thing probably would be that Cesaro is no longer with WWE. It sounds like they couldn't reach an agreement on the terms for a uh, a new contract. I don't know if that's money or probably money. So Cesaro's going to become a free agent and because he won't have signed a new contract, he won't be under a 90-day no compete clause. So that means whether he goes to Impact, AEW, New Japan, wherever he goes, he could essentially start at any time. So probably be on the lookout for for Claudio Castagnoli. Uh, it's popping up somewhere. Cesaro was always better than his position in WWE. Um, on one hand, Cesaro was never going to be their guy. Cesaro is is very good in the ring, and he's very strong, and those are things that WWE doesn't really care about. Cesaro is a good talker, but not a good, like, I'm going to cut a 20-minute promo guy, and that's really what WWE cares about. On the other hand, when Vince McMahon was on the Stone Cold podcast, uh, he basically said that Cesaro doesn't connect with the fans, must be because he's Swiss or something, I don't know. And why we collectively all decided that was cool for him to say um, and for the head of a company to say those things, especially out loud, much less think them, but to say them, um, I don't know. And I'm not certain how he lasted much past then because it has never been made clearer to me that they were not interested in somebody. But he plugged along. He was... Seems like he was one of those guys that was content to stay in WWE and he was fine with the position that he was in and that works for some people. But he also knows his value and wasn't going to just sign for less to stay in the same place in the same position, which is doing nothing. Um, I mean, he had a match where he won against Seth Rollins at last year's WrestleMania. When Daniel Bryan was still around helping with creative, he got a match against Roman Reigns for the Universal title, but he was never going to be taken seriously in that context. He wasn't even really a challenger for the Intercontinental title that Shinsuke Nakamura held for, like, ever and defended, like, twice before he lost it. So, 
This is kind of a blessing in disguise, I think, for him, because wherever he goes, I imagine he will be used better than he was in WWE, which is to say he'll be used for anything at all, really, would probably be good. Um, AEW's kind of loaded up on talent right now. I think he would be really good in AEW. I don't know... I don't know if if right this second is the right time to go to AEW, but wherever he does go, he's going to be a bigger star than he was in WWE. AJ Styles, on the other hand, re-signed with WWE. He's making quite a good bit of money, if the reports are correct, and good for him. AJ Styles is a multiple-time WWE champion, uh, he's been a main event guy. Seems like he was ramping up to be a main event guy again. Now, the problem here is that um, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar are facing each other at WrestleMania because WWE does not care that they've run this match at multiple WrestleManias and at multiple pay-per-views, and it's only worked once, and that was when Seth Rollins cashed in his money in the bank. But they think Rock and Broman are the... Uh, Brock and Roman nailed it are the ones that are important in that so they're just going to keep doing it and they think the way to fix that is to make it title for title so when Roman wins he'll be the WWE and the Universal Champion which of course means those titles will be unified which means between Raw and Smackdown we will have one world champion now somewhat I'm okay with that concept, there being one world champion, and each pay-per-view they could defend it against another brand. So you could go Raw, then SmackDown, Raw, then SmackDown, because, like, while Big E was champion, they didn't have challengers ready for him, but if Big E had been the only champion, then you could just pick one challenger to beef up and have them face that challenger. Now, the problem here is that one... I don't think Big E or Kofi or Bobby Lashley or AJ Styles um, or Brian, Daniel Bryan the second time would have been WWE champion if there hadn't been two titles. So the universal title is the title that is more important to them. And that's the one that Roman has had now for I, I don't remember how long. Brock had it forever before that. There's not been that many champions. And so now you're putting it on Roman Reigns, who you, you A, are not having him lose to anybody, and B, have nobody ready to even legitimately challenge him. At this point, you're stuck in a loop of just feeding people to Roman, and that's why he just faced Goldberg. That's why he's facing Brock Lesnar again. That's why you're having to just throw people at him because he can't just sit there as champion and not do anything. You have to have him have matches. So now there's going to be one champion. It's going to be Roman Reigns. He's not going to lose for some time, and I don't have faith in WWE to build up a new star to beat him. So once Roman loses this title, I think this could be interesting, but I think this is going to turn into more of like Raw and SmackDown. Now we're going to be feeding people to Roman, which they don't do a good job of keeping his challengers important. Like Kevin Owens, Cesaro, um, really anybody. He's like Seth Rollins literally was 
like beat Roman by disqualification, and it's just like not near that. He's doing a tag team thing with Kevin Owens, Edge. Um, really, none of his challengers they've been able to keep at the level that they were, or they should have been when they faced him. So, I mean, yeah, sure, it, it certainly doesn't make me care about it more. I know they think it will, but it doesn't feel important. It feels like you're just running back something for uh, the handful now of times, which is what you're doing. Bleacher Report says there's a WWE rumor that Vince McMahon versus Pat McAfee is listed on the WrestleMania match card. Now, Pat McAfee, fantastic talker, breath of fresh air in WWE, feels untainted by WWE. Um... He's had a match before. He had a match with Adam Cole. He made a great accounting for himself. I presume he's been keeping up with some kind of training for in-ring. I forget if Vince is supposed to be on the Pat McAfee show. He just had Brock Lesnar on there. And the feud between Adam Cole and Pat McAfee, the the match itself was made based on a a storyline they did on the Pat McAfee show. So... If he does go on the Pat McAfee show, presumably that will be to start that up. I I do think that it's interesting that a lot of stories that you hear about, well, Vince, but like in the context of announcers, you've heard it about NXT trainers, you've heard it from JR, you've heard it from a lot of people. Um, is that Vince is a little bit obsessed with how his television show looks. Like, even when he first took over from his dad, the big thing was that, like, his production was quality was going to be better than everyone else's. And that's, along with, like, Hulk Hogan and Roddy Piper, the reason that WWE, or one of the reasons WWE was, was uh, able to kind of take everything over. So, one of the things that comes along with that is you hear a stories a lot of people who are going to be replaced because they're older and something aesthetically is not right with them. So, Hulk Hogan has his run and then he starts balding and Tom McGee is like one of the guys that was supposed to be the next Hulk Hogan. He's the guy that had the match with Bret Hart. Everybody thought he was the guy, and then they realized he couldn't go in the ring, and they didn't use him. They 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 do this a lot. They tried to replace JR a million times, and one of the reasons was that he was older and the way he looks. Um, NXT trainers have said that, like, he wanted them to dye their beards because he's obsessed with, like, youth. And the other thing that people will say on his behalf, like Bruce Pritchard has said before, that Vince, <clears throat> when he did that story where he gets in the limo and it blows up, it was supposed to be to get him off television because, oh, man, all Vince McMahon wants is to not have to be on TV. He's sick of being a character. He doesn't want to be on the show. He's, oh, he just wants to be off TV. And yet... He he constantly comes back. Forget forget the part where he was on TV as the company's number one heel with, with Stone Cold. I, I get that. But then, over and over, they would run back the Vince McMahon as the big boss who somebody has to overcome. Whether it was like 
Mr. Kennedy, whether it was like CM Punk, um, AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, whenever they are doing a story with somebody, uh, it feels like the only way they know to make them look like a big deal because they don't make their superstars look like a big deal, is to have Vince McMahon interact with them. And aside from the fact that that doesn't mean anything to me as a fan anymore because it's not the 90s, the point here is that Vince is 76, and he looks older than that. And I, I'm not saying this to just make fun of Vince McMahon for the way he looks. That's not the point here. But I do need you to know that Vince McMahon does now and has looked like the Crypt Keeper for years and they haven't let him cut long promos on TV in a while because he rambles and he gets lost. He doesn't have the ability to do that consistently anymore. You don't know what he's going to say. And so I just find it interesting that in a company that is obsessed with youth and aesthetic and will get rid of an announcer if they have gray hair, Vince McMahon is still putting himself on TV and might be having a match at WrestleMania with Pat McAfee. Now, even if that match does not happen, that means it's at least being considered, which means Vince isn't shutting that down immediately. Saying, "Oh no, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be, you know, hogging attention or be on TV." No, you definitely do. So that age rule applies to everybody but you, which means you don't really believe in it. You just are finding excuses when you don't like people anymore, which I think is interesting. That match will be bad. Because Pat McAfee's very green in the ring. He hasn't wrestled in a long time. And Vince McMahon wasn't a great wrestler when he was in his prime. So, sure, man. Let's have Pat McAfee build a match. Since they're probably not going to trust Vince to talk a whole lot. You you sell me on how we're going to do a Pat McAfee announcer, Vince McMahon owner storyline. Why not? That being said... Pat McAfee is good enough on the mic and as a character to make this work. If ever there were a guy that could build a program by talking basically by himself, it would be Pat McAfee. But I just I just think it's so funny that nobody can look old except Vince and they still try and sell us the story of, oh man, he's been trying to get off TV ever since. Really? Then stop writing yourself into situations where you're on TV. It seems pretty easy. You're literally the one that makes all the decisions. So listen, NXT from this week, I have a recap up just so we can talk about some of the stuff that happened. The first one is that Dolph Ziggler confronted the NXT champion, Braun Breaker, beat Santos Escobar uh, last week to retain that NXT title, obviously. Uh, Braun was like vowing to do everything in his power to walk into NXT stand and deliver the next premium live event as champion. Dolph Ziggler comes out, he reminds Braun that April 2nd is a long way away. Which makes me think that maybe we're doing Dolph Ziggler, Braun Breaker, which would be great. Dolph's been a lot of fun on NXT. They weren't using him on the main roster. You might as well bring him to NXT. It's been pretty cool having AJ Styles and then now Dolph Ziggler on NXT. I'd be fine with like every once in a while sending a main roster person that you're not doing a lot with at the moment. So, like, AJ, they hadn't done anything with yet. Like, he had just broken up with Omos, but he wasn't doing, like, main event stuff yet. Bring him down. And Dolph Ziggler was doing nothing, so bring him down. Like, every, like, once a month, bring down, like, a main roster superstar that isn't doing a lot. And don't do like you did with Charlotte Flair, where she wins the NXT title for no reason. And then not only doesn't lose to anybody, 
but doesn't put anybody over, doesn't make anybody look better, never looks like anybody is her equal or better than her, which seems to be a strength of hers. Um, and then when she loses the title, it's in a triple threat and she's not the one that's pender submitted. Like, don't do that. But like, Dolph Ziggler can help put over Braun Breaker. AJ Styles can help make Grayson Waller look good. It's helpful. Speaking of which, Grayson Waller defeats LA Knight. Um, there was a surprise roll up basically because, um, because Sangha helped Waller again. So we're continuing that with Grayson Waller and L.A. Knight. That's been a fun story. L.A. Knight's been made to look, I'm not going to say like a star, but they're doing more with him than they were, which was nothing. And Grayson Waller could be one of the future like pillars, to steal a word from AEW, of, uh, of NXT, which admittedly is like being the foundation of a house that was a really nice house, that you're like your insane grandfather knocked down because he just didn't like the furnishings inside and rebuilt it himself overnight and it's it's very poor construction but if you do anything to change it your grandfather will come and like shoot you so you are the foundation of like a building that was that has never been inspected by OSHA kind of thing so Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray beat Amari Miller and Lash Legend in the Women's Dusty Cup. I forgot there was a Women's Dusty Cup. Um, sure, I mean, whatever. I love Io Shirai. Kaylee Ray's just been walking around hitting stuff with a bat, so I don't really care. Um, you know, that's fine. Sure, Io Shirai's doing well. Io Shirai should win every match she's ever in, so fine. Duke Hudson beats Dante Chin. Duke Hudson hasn't been around a lot. Duke Hudson was a guy that I thought was going to be, like, way more featured. Um, I I really thought, like, coming out of that breakout tournament that, like, Carmelo Hayes was going to be a guy. I thought Duke Hudson was going to be a guy. Um, I forget who else. But I really thought Duke Hudson was going to be, like, with Carmelo Hayes on the level of like, this guy's going to be a star here, you know, if they let him, which they won't. But he hasn't really been featured. Like, Vaughn Wagner's been on TV a lot more than him, and I, I could not tell you why that would be. I got nothing for you on that. Pete Dunn challenges Carmelo Hayes. So, he still thinks he's the A champion after he... he Retained his title at uh, Vengeance Day. Um, he basically Pete Dunne says you can't be NXT's biggest star without facing the baddest man in NXT. He's he's not the baddest man. He loses a lot to be the baddest man. Um, Cameron Grimes is still mad about losing at the match at Vengeance Day, so he faces Trick Williams. So it's the cave, and he beats Trick Williams. That's that's Trick Williams' thing. Is he just kind of? is there, and it's going to lose every once in a while. So, Solo Sokoa, even the odds, and the Creed Brothers brawl with Imperium. So, Creed Brothers win the Dusty Classic, so they are getting a shot at Imperium's uh, tag team partner, uh, tag team titles, rather. Um, so, they're having a big brawl with Gunther, Marcel Bartel, and Fabian Eichner, Imperium. 
Um, Solo Sokoa shows up out of nowhere and helps them out. So we have a three-on-three situation here. That's that's fun for Solo Sokoa to be a little bit more featured. That'll be good for him. Um, he's not on the same, I'm going to say, to be very careful workout plan as the Usos. Um, but he's got, an, I mean, it's an interesting character that really isn't a lot of a character. Um, so, you know, whatever. So, Dolph Ziggler, Tommaso Ciampa in our main event. Um, ringside cameraman at some point smashes the camera across um, Champa's back. And then... Ziggler hits him with the super kick and wins, and he's celebrating, and then the cameraman removes a mask to reveal it's Robert Roode. And they beat up Champa after the bell until Braun Breaker gets in and saves Champa, and they issue a tag team challenge before, you know, they keep fighting. So Robert Roode and and Dolph Ziggler versus Champa and Braun Breaker. So I would love to go ahead and get Champa away from Braun Breaker. Because I don't think they're going to have another match. They certainly shouldn't. But we've been doing a lot of, like, since, especially since the second time they were going to fight each other, we've done a lot of Braun Breaker having Champa's back, like, almost reluctantly. Like, the first time he did it, it was, nobody's going to take you out before I have a chance to beat you. So we've had a lot of weeks in a row of Braun Breaker helping Champa or them being like reluctant team members. And I'm about, I'm hoping after this match, these two are just like never around each other again. Cause they had some fun matches, but it's been three. I don't need, and I need different opponents for Braun and Champa can like go do something else. Seems like he might be called up to the main roster. I don't know. Good luck with that. But like, I, I don't need, I don't need, this team, this pairing anymore, because I've seen it a lot. That being said, begin there with Champa, Robert Roode, and Dolph Ziggler is great for Braun Breaker, and it'll give him a team that he can beat. Um, make no mistake, based on how they've been used, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode are fantastic. Go watch Robert Roode in uh, in TNA when he was having his run as TNA champion. He was really, really good. And then he came to NXT and he was really, really boring because he had a good entrance theme and they thought that was a character. Then he got to the main roster and for a little bit, everybody was like, oh my God, that theme song is so cool. And then his only thing was that in the ring, he would do that glorious thing again and everybody said it along with him. And along the way, they forgot to give him an actual character. They had him just be a one-note gimmick. And the thing about one-note gimmicks is it's fun at first when you get to just yell a catchphrase. But, like, Stone Cold wouldn't have been Stone Cold if the only thing cool about Stone Cold was him saying what, what. Like, that that wouldn't have been cool if all he was was, if you want to see me whoop this dude's ass, give me a hell yeah. That He wouldn't be cool if that's all he did. That's all Robert Roode did in WWE, so he became, like, nothing. He became unimportant, and the team of Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode together made them the exact same level of unimportant. It didn't elevate anything or anybody. But make no mistake, Robert Root is fantastic in the ring and is good at making people look good, and so is Dolph Ziggler. Champa's a good partner to have, hopefully, for the last time ever. So Braun should shine in this. And then 
So I would think then that Braun would pin Robert Roode, and then hopefully Dolph Ziggler faces Braun for that NXT title, loses that match, can go back to the main roster, and then like next month or April or late March, we can bring somebody else down. Not always to just feed to the NXT champion, but like AJ Styles went with Grayson Waller. Um, Dolph Ziggler's going with Champa and Braun. So like pick another pick another pillar. Like give somebody to Carmelo Hayes next time. Or if you want to use like a Duke Hudson, don't they're gonna try and do it to Von Wagner, I bet, but don't. Just give it to somebody who you need to elevate a little bit. Because I think this has done a good job of elevating Braun Breaker, and I think AJ Styles did a good job of elevating Grayson Waller. It's putting a stamp on somebody, saying this person's definitely important, and they're getting like a main roster trial run. So keep doing that. So we have Imperium and the Creed Brothers for the NXT titles. I'd like the Creed Brothers to win that. That would be fun. I think... I think... They're a good part of a stable that's not very interesting. Um, I don't know who's facing Mandy Rose for that women's title. Uh, I don't know if it's one of Io Shirai or Kaylee Ray. I don't know. She's got a lot of people that could challenge her. Carmelo Hayes will defend that North American title against Pete Dunne. No reason to take it off of Carmelo Hayes at this point, so... Pete Dunne's just going to lose again and still be the baddest man in NXT somehow. Um, I don't know if Braun's going to face Dolph at the next uh, premium live event or if that's going to be like an in-between thing. Feels like it's going to be like a TV main event match. That's fine. We can do that. Um, Cameron Grimes, I'm not sure what he's doing yet. You wouldn't run that back as a triple threat match for the North American title. So I don't know if Carmelo beats Pete Dunne and then has to beat Cameron Grimes again. I don't know. I don't know what happens there, really. I'm not sure. Like, I would presume Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler are going to go back to the main roster. And then Braun staying in NXT for now. I think as soon as Braun loses that NXT title, he's going to the main roster. So just depends on when you want to have, like, a... Carmelo Hayes or somebody beat him for that title, but I think as soon as he loses it, he's not going to be on TV the next week. And then Champa has already been on like commentary for the main roster, so it seems like he's doing a little bit of a trial run of it. So I know years ago now, Champa said that he would retire before he'd go to the main roster. I think the travels a lot. I think he had neck problems. I think he he's really loves NXT. I don't know if that sentiment has changed since he did that interview because you are allowed to change your mind that's fine he's certainly done everything you can do in NXT he's won the title multiple times he's been a main event guy he's been the biggest bad guy in the company not just NXT for a while there he had the best story that's ever been in NXT with Johnny Gargano even with injuries that made the feud take longer it was still fantastic and now nxt is nxt 2.0 and nxt 2.0 is worse and doesn't value people like champa as much you're basically a player coach and more emphasis there is on coach and for somebody like champa that's still capable of going at a high level that might not be interesting to him at this particular point 
So it feels like if he's willing to now, Champa's going to be on the main roster. And I don't see any reason why Champa would work on the main roster. Um, he's not big. Um, he can certainly talk. So, I mean, they'll like that. But, I mean, he's a really good wrestler, and they, they certainly don't care about that. They they say they do, but they don't. Um, so, there's nothing about Champa that leads me to believe that they're going to have faith in him, or, or they will for a second, and then he'll either just be in their bad graces for no reason, or um, be, like, marginalized as a character to such a point that he's not important anymore. And that's going to be interesting because then you can't blame Triple H for not getting people ready. Then it's like you created an XT 2.0 to be a pipeline to the main roster. But then if you just get bored with him and stop using him, then that's kind of just on you now. You can't blame NXT, even though NXT was, I don't think, was ever the problem. I think, unbelievably, the main roster might have been the thing that was the problem there. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I think Champa. Especially Braun and Carmelo Hayes is going to tell us a lot about how this system actually works. Because I suspect maybe one of those three, maybe two of those three if we're lucky, but likely one of those three is going to be anything resembling important on the main roster. And I think when that happens, you've run out of excuses because now you've built it from the ground up in the way that you thought you needed to. So we'll see. But listen, different NXT, let me know. What did you think of the show? What do you think of the matches we're gearing up for? I want to hear your thoughts. Once again, on Twitter, I'm at ZachNXT, talking wrestling, other fun stuff over there. But that means that that is it for NXT, so that is it for me. I have been Zachary Smith. You have been fantastic as always, and thank you for listening.